there's a goddess detox crystal infused vaginal wash for $26. (laughs) I love when I wash my vagina and then I become divine. (laughs) Period chocolate. Chocolate? (laughs) the chocolate okay then there's this thing called sandland so it's like this aesthetic sleep supplement with naturally deeper longer REM cycles that's a joke yeah but wait to fall asleep you let one to two tabs dissolve under your tongue but to stay asleep you take these pills and this is like urban outfitters like I, I don't I don't know Welcome back to Not Your Friends Podcast. I'm Sabina. And I'm Claire. And today we are going to be talking about the world of social pop healthcare and people selling the idea of a healthy lifestyle through their products. I think anybody who is on social media platforms or gets ads via different platforms has seen an uptick in companies that are dedicated to healthcare in the physical sense, mental sense, diet products, etc., promoting their brand under the assumption that they will help you maintain a healthier lifestyle or get to a specific goal with your health. Um, And so we're just going to be sharing our thoughts and what we have seen. Yeah, we're going to cover the history a bit about health influencing and then what it looks like now, which is very different. And we're moving into like an aesthetic health influencing space and like what that means and what we think about it. I've always thought about this whenever I see an ad come up or like I'm listening to a podcast and I hear um, like a new aesthetic health brand being talked about. But I saw an ad on my Instagram. It was this um, bottle of vitamins and I didn't know the brand or anything, but it looked beautiful. And I literally instantly just thought, I want that. Like, I just want it on my nightstand. And I didn't even know what the vitamin was. So that's what sparked this. That's really funny. And like, I'm really glad that you pointed that out. Because that's, I think, definitely part of the point, but not something a lot of people would kind of be able to see within themselves and then admit to. I think a lot of times when there are products, we like to overlook the aesthetic value because that's not like what they're marketed for. And that's not why we're buying them. I'm saying in quotes, but sometimes it for sure is a big sweat. Yeah. yeah, totally. Especially when it comes to things like vitamins where it's like not FDA approved, it's unclear if it's really effective. Some people say it is, some people say it's not. So there's a bunch of reasons why you might buy a vitamin. Right. So let's get into our segments. We're going back to our OG segments. So our first segment is screen time. Woo! So I can go first. My screen time was seemingly up from what I've reported on in the past. It's three hours, 25 minutes. My most used app is Messages, seven hours, 14 minutes. What? Yeah, Waze, four hours, eight minutes. 
and then Spotify, one hour and 21 minutes. It's kind of weird to me that I know that the, the one that's weird is messages, but it's weird to me that I'm driving that much given I haven't been really within more than 20 miles of where I am right now in the past week. That is weird. I guess the amount that you drive within where you are just mm-hmm. adds up day to day. Yeah. And I always <laughs> need directions. Yeah. yeah. It's like if I was on maps, like the amount that I'm on maps, everything I go to around here is like a 10 to 15 minute walk, which is like constantly throughout the day. So I feel like maps would be the equivalent, but it's just like a, a shorter distance, you know? Right. So mine had a dip of 13% for a total of four hours and one minute. Nice. Um, my biggest or my most used was also messages for four hours and 35 minutes, then Instagram for two hours, 54 minutes, then Safari for two hours, 23 minutes. And I wanted to mention my fourth, which was Block Doku, which is my favorite game. And it's been my favorite game. Sabina showed it to me, but I've really taken it over for the past four years or so. It's been the only thing I do when I don't want to go on like a social app. That's amazing that you can maintain your loyalty to a specific game app, given there's so many on the market. It's amazing. It's mindless, but perfect. You can listen to a podcast or just like chill out. and It's the best. I think we one time had a discussion about how with the right amount of effort, you can theoretically never lose. I feel like there's some games where you could try your hardest and lose anyway, Mm. circumstantially. And it's so defeating. Yeah. And it it kind of takes out the fun sometimes, but you're going to lose, right? Because it's it's hard. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes you're just not thinking so hard about it, of course. Right. It's like chess. Yeah. If you guys have been following us or listening, you know that I'm like the one that goes on TikTok out of the two of us, which is a big thing because we talk a lot about TikTok and videos we saw and trends that are on TikTok. And that's not going to change, but I'm taking a break from TikTok. And I actually thought I would talk about it a little bit. It's a huge part of trends and influencing. I decided to take a break because I've been having a crazy couple weeks and like just emotionally, mentally, physically, like moving and just lots of stuff going on that I felt like I needed a break from the emotional, like super high intensity, like social media app. Um, TikTok, even though it is like so exciting and it's really fun and it could be relaxing, like I used to fall asleep on it. I would never like at this point in my life do that because I realized like going back on it even today, like the first video I saw was just like some sad song with this like girl doing her morning routine. I was like, get me off, get me off. Like, (laughs) it's like, it's sometimes too much. And I totally empathize now with people that feel like that. And I feel like my mind is a little bit more clear. (laughs) So I think that's really interesting because while we've had a lot of discussion about like the kind of addictive nature of some of these social media apps, Not to discount that, but sometimes when there's like a wave of emotions, it can be very easy to switch. And then you kind of get the joys of having that perspective, because I don't think that there necessarily would have been another way in which you just put that down. Or do you think? Totally. A lot of times when stuff is pretty like neutral in life, I think it's almost like exciting and nice to have some emotional like highs and lows from an app. But like when when it's like that in life, like it's so 
you just don't want that. So let's go into the trendiest thing we did or saw. this week and this isn't even what I was referring to as in my crazy few weeks but I had COVID and the fact that that didn't make it up (laughs) on the list (laughs) yeah today's my last day of quarantine so the past week I've been at home but when you're at home these days you're probably the most trendy you ever are because we've found like I think that so many trends are just like born at home especially like through true times and all that so I'd say the trendiest thing and hopefully next week it's going to be something I wore because I cannot wait to wear a new outfit (laughs) but I binge watched Netflix which is like it's been a trend for years but it's a trend it's always trending and I watched the show that I would recommend like so hard actually it's called Never Have I Ever and it's three seasons like three kind of smallish seasons on Netflix it's just like this like modern high school, but like so much more than that comedy. And I just think it was so good. I also watched The Circle, which we could literally do a whole episode on The Circle. It's a super cool show. So this is like very college specific, but it's something that's kind of enamored me for a bit <laughs> being a college student. Um, I went to a party. It was a frat party, which is, you know, very college trend. That's it. That's the trend. Um, <laughs> drank a lot. Enough did not sleep until quite late, woke up, and then did my schoolwork. That's crazy. I still don't understand it. I think this was a fluke because I'm not that kind of person. Like, I will spend the next day sleeping, feeling bad. That's a deterrent for me for drinking in general. The next day. I understand. It's done. I look at my peers and I'm like, you guys are superhumans because I that's not something that's familiar to me. Or I'm like, you guys are just like so good at just like getting through terrible suffering. <laughs> yes. People will like wake up, play sports. And then I went to the gym that day, Claire. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. What's really amazing is the people who could do that multiple days a week, you know? Did you mix alcohol? Yes, sure did. Okay. What? So. Let's move on into the health influencer discussion. Mm -hmm. I think it's really crucial to talk about the history of this because for as long as social media has been around, health influencing and health brands have been like around. Right. And I think we actually have a lot, a lot of experience with it. I would completely agree. Yeah. Being that we're 21 now and we got an Instagram when we were like 12, like we were the generation that really grew up being like young people new to Instagram. Everyone else is new to Instagram. YouTube was huge. And YouTube, I think, is like what honestly a lot of the history is on. I also think it's safe to say that the majority of the health things, especially at the beginning, were very tied in many ways to like kind of cosmetic appearance based and they were catered towards women. Oh, yeah. I think that's kind of changing, Mm -hmm. but I think the majority of the kinds of things we're talking about, which is kind of beyond the very formal clinical field of health sciences, you know? I don't know if this is what you're saying, but actually it reminds me of the show I was watching on Netflix in one of the episodes. 
there's a doctor, she's like a dermatologist and she meets this woman and she's like, they're both like maybe like forties. And she's like, I prefer to exist in the wellness space. So she's like, I don't consider myself a doctor. And so I feel like now we're just a lot more in this like health and wellness. Whereas before it was like pretty much like, oh, like I'm going to teach you about fitness and eating healthy. I come from like a nutrition background, even if it was mm-hmm. kind of BS, like right. they, you wanted, they kind of wanted to get you with the science. And now it's like, oh, I want to get you with the vibes. Right. Because I think we are having like a new age, a new, new age, holistic thing where you can't really pin down expertise on feeling good, you know? Yeah. So back in the old days, like seven years ago, maybe. Right. One thing I wanted to talk about first was something that we were both influenced by that Sabina was influenced by first. I don't know if you got it from YouTube, but I was reinforced in my decision to be vegan when I was like 12 or 13 for like, I think the few months I was from YouTube videos in specific. So what is your experience with like vegan YouTube? So a lot of it was from a friend, word of mouth. And then I immediately hopped on the vegan YouTube because without nutrition training, growing up eating dairy products, eating meat products, Like you need something to keep you going if you're going to just become vegan. Like that's a very difficult thing to do in our house at that young, young age. So that kind of kept me going. Everybody was up in arms about Freely. Freely. The banana. I used to watch her daily. I was really into Freely the Banana Girl. Was she a raw vegan? I couldn't tell you. But yeah, Yeah, bananas were like the whole thing about vegan YouTube. Yeah. And then because she was so into like bananas and that was her brand, people started like talking about bananas, like specifically and how like what potassium does and why that's not necessarily healthy Um, to eat 15 bananas in a day. Yeah. Well, she would eat that. That would just be her morning smoothie, Claire. But it is kind of weird looking back that I was so young. I was learning about what being vegan meant and like what it entailed. And, you know, I probably wasn't consuming all factual information because there's a lot about diet that's like debated even to the highest degree of expertise, you know? Yeah, like I know that there are literal doctors, people at the top of their field that are like dairy is going to kill you and and then the same amount of like essentials yeah people saying that like you need dairy it's not like there's consensus right yeah I I don't remember her name but I watched this girl who was like natural and she lived in Hawaii and she was like really small with like the super long natural blonde hair I think she, she was white and I think she like had like dreadlocks at some point oh um would she have vlog? I think so. I, at some point, didn't see her as extreme. Like, I would watch her all the time. And I think she did, like, Raw till 4, which I ended up doing my freshman year of high school for a few months. Because I remember vividly, I was in quantitative research class, and we were learning about GMOs, processed foods, and all that stuff. And I remember thinking, like, well, I don't even have to pay attention because I don't eat that. Like, I had eaten that my whole life. I was going to eat that the rest of my life. But I'm like, oh, no, that's not me. That's not for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Tell somebody who needs to look into that. (laughs) I literally had a superiority complex. I thought that I was like escaping like death. (laughs) (laughs) 
I also remember Netflix documentaries coming out, like what the health is kind of new, but like, oh my God, forks over knives. I would like blackmail people to watch it. I'd be like, your life is going to change. I would have my parents like sit down and be like, like you don't want to watch it because you don't want to see the cows. Like you don't want to see what you're doing to the world. Like, and they were like, no, I just don't want to watch it. Yeah, the documentaries. Because Netflix came out with a bunch of health documentaries around that same time, maybe. Or maybe yeah. they were always there and I started paying attention. But I think just first documentary that I remember, I was like six and my dad had me watch supersize me which honestly I really enjoyed the movie I thought it was like super interesting it was like a experiment of this guy eating McDonald's every single meal for 30 days and like looking back it's like pretty problematic but it definitely shaped some of my thoughts about like fast food yeah so I feel like that was like our kind of introduction into like health waves Obviously, veganism is not a health wave in that it's like a lifestyle people adopt for their entire lives often. And I totally respect it 100%. I might even do it again in the future. Like, I don't want to be like, oh my God, I hate vegans. No, no, no. No. Um, But for us, it was a wave because we eventually like tired of it. And in the middle, we were like gung ho about it, (laughs) you know? (laughs) It wasn't like, it wasn't natural and it wasn't calm. Like it was never sustainable for us. No, I have to say one more thing. I remember in Forks Over Knives, this line just got me and I was like, yes, this is true. And then in the back of my head, I was like, "Mm," but it's sad. One of the health guys in it was saying like at the very end, so if you're going to do this, you got to do it fully. Like basically he was like, you might be like sad. Like, you know, I'm not going to have turkey with my family on Thanksgiving. I'm not going to have the stuffing. But you know what? No, you're not. And you're going to live. And I was like, yeah. Like, it's okay. And Thanksgiving's my favorite thing ever. I had a turkeyless Thanksgiving. Yeah. Which, you know, it's really not the end of the world. But for me at that age, given my like life of eating meat, it did it did feel like a big deal. <laughs> yeah. And I felt super defensive to anyone in my family that would try to say one word. Yeah. I feel like for us, maybe one of the next like waves of health influence was on social media, there was a wave of influencers, which at the time was people you probably didn't know coming into the light of just being like, hey, I'm really pretty and happy. Like, or it was celebrities. Skinny. Um, yeah, hey, I'm really happy and pretty and skinny. And then promoting their teas or their gummies. Mm, the gummies. Yeah, I remember, I think Kylie Jenner. Was it Kylie or Kim? I think it was Kylie. Mm. Yeah. And it was like, it was one of those things that was like, I always knew like, yeah, this is not the main culprit of you looking like that. Right. But also these things aren't FDA approved. Well, there is herbal teas that have shown health benefits, but there are not teas that make you thin. Right. Well, aren't they like laxatives? Isn't I, think that most, I think thing? most of the time they are, yeah. Right. So it's or like they're acting as laxatives, yeah. Like nothing wrong with that, but like pretty dangerous to market that to young girls, right? Yeah. I mean, then there's the other side, which was like I was super into this, which was like mukbangs and like 
over the top eating of like watching people binge on either mukbangs or food challenges on YouTube. I would watch these calorie challenge videos. I remember it was like 10,000 calories in a day someone would do and it would be like a vlog of their day just like eating 10,000 calories, which is unnatural for most people. And then I literally watched this one guy, he did like 15,000, 20,000, 30,000 calories in a day. Like you could die. And then he did 40,000. And then I remember watching his 50,000 calorie challenge. That is just impossible. And he filmed the whole video. It looked like he was like really doing it. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then he came out later saying that was fake. And he had done that on purpose to show that this has gotten too out of hand. It was a little weird because he had done like the other challenges but he was basically making like a commentary saying that like this is dangerous and fake and blah 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 but like that was the last I ever watched of those it was just crazy I feel like now I don't know where I stand with this but in this day and age it's hard to make a commentary if you're also earning a lot of money from it no yeah I hope he didn't like use the money from that to profit I hope he like donated it to something right because it was fake Right. Yeah, it's a good point. Did you ever watch mukbangs? No. Say what a mukbang is. I don't think I said. Oh yeah. So a mukbang botched American pronunciation is made up of the Korean words for eating and broadcast. Oh, in- I didn't. Know that. So it originated in South Korea in the late two thousands to two thousand tens. So I guess it very quickly became, you know, a thing in America as well, where people essentially film themselves eating a lot of food. And that's the entire programming. Yeah. I just found it entertaining and comforting. And but why didn't you watch them? I find it like nauseating. I don't necessarily like watching anyone eat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes I get kind of grossed out by food, not eating food just like the product itself I don't know yeah yeah, it is I think that's like part of it I feel like around that same time in the Instagram and YouTube space there was um like promotions of like a lot of gummies and the gummies haven't stopped but um particularly for hair and hair skin and nails stuff Mm -hmm. like that which I think was a little bit less shrouded in confusion because I think most of the time it was like folic acid and biotin and things that kind of do promote healthy growth potential Mm -hmm. for like your cuticles and your hair cuticles and yeah yeah but it was a lot of health beauty I think that's a lot of what's happening now too it's like health is intertwined with beauty and if like you take this on the inside then you'll look like this on the outside towards women you know you want long hair glowing skin and like long healthy nails but it was then tied to your health which is like yeah yes if you're healthy you will have generally signs of health but like that's not health right yeah right the way that it was marketed like with a lot of marketing nothing new but it was such a tall order it's like if you take this your hair will and there were so many of them too yeah and they were brutally expensive also for what they were but there's something about getting like a cool pink bottle that says like grow your hair long on it opposed to taking a biotin supplement from CVS. Yeah. Because it feels like it's like a magical potion. Yeah, it always felt like it was like for hair when it's like it's biotin. It's the same thing. For hair. Yeah. It's like eating a salad, you know? Yeah, yeah. It could have been the same. 
But I think that the hair, skin, and nail stuff was way less problematic than the skinny fit tea and stuff like that. Yeah. That was selling laxatives and also just the idea that like you want to be skinny to young girls versus like, okay, like you want your hair to be long, like whatever. And I also think that the teas, not just like the skinny tea, but or like the fit tea, but like the kind of detox teas. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I saw that kind of tea being marketed as like you're cleansing your body. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which I literally did one like two weeks ago and I hadn't done it in years. And I knew that it was like a laxative. I needed it for that purpose. But like when I was 13, I also had it and like, I wasn't doing it for that purpose. It's really important to know. Yeah. I remember going out to buy a detox tea at that ripe age of like 13 And I think part of the marketing, which some of these things fall into the category of, was that it came in with the messaging, and this might sound a little airy, a little psychological, but that you were somehow like dirty, you know, or that you needed a a gut cleansing. And of course, there is gut health and there is like actual like, like, quote unquote, cleansing, but it's not a pretty sight and it has nothing to do with your aura or your actual like feelings. Well, this reminds me a lot about how they market feminine health products where it's like certain brands will advertise as if you need your pH balanced or you need to clean stuff down there when it's like, it cleans it for itself. First of all, second of all, like it's, it shouldn't smell like a flat. We all know this by now. Well, not everyone, but like, it doesn't have to smell like a candy bar and like whatever right the idea that like you are dirty you need cleansing when it's like it's just your body and especially women you know yeah yeah honestly I was really like excited about the renewal that was my detox tea and I remember that and also we don't market this to to men the cleansing stuff that you need to be cleansed is just like marketed to women I agree. I think we've been set up to be more susceptible to that. Yeah. So now I still think a lot of this stuff is happening, but it's like a little bit more subtle and in different ways. It's pretty widely accepted that like, we're not going to market like a detox tea to like young girls, you know, like. Agreed. If it's as a cosmetic. And I actually think that a lot of stuff has improved drastically. I think at least what I'm seeing is a lot more like intuitive eating coaches and stuff like on the internet, like TikToks, people saying like, oh, you should eat until you feel full. And like, that'll help you get back on track. I remember like pretty sad, like with the mukbang thing, like I remember a couple nights when I was like 13 and I didn't have like an eating disorder. I don't even think I had disordered eating, but like feeling hungry and feeling happy that I was hungry watching these videos at night because I hadn't overeaten or something. I felt like I I was hungry, which means I was probably like getting skinny. Mm -hmm. That was back then. And now people are seeing people trying to adjust and correct that for like younger people, but also people that have experienced that on the internet. So intuitive eating, body positivity, obviously that's like not really health related, but like, yeah, at least that no one's really saying the word skinny, like as, as a good thing, right? Yeah. I wanted to talk about apps because I am the person, clearly, that they're marketing to because I'm the person downloading all these apps. I'm an app downloader. An app fiend? If I see like a cool looking app, I'm there. It's download. I mean, if it's free, but they're yeah. always free now because we're, we're best fiends. It's being like, remember it. 
down our throat. (laughs) Claire, you get to like level five or something and you get a million. Now it sounds like an ass. (laughs) Did you have it? No. Oh yeah. Because it seemed like no offense to everyone that like said that they loved it, but it looked terrible. And everyone worked it into their content. It's so funny. Like when you see an influencer that is just clearly has like such a life going on outside of their work. And then they're putting in so much work into their videos or whatever content they're making. There's not a lot of people that just have a lot of time to play games on their phone, right? So then like, if you did have any amount of time, you would not gravitate toward this like weird game. You, know? <laughs> like, you just know they're not pl- like you. No, just I know. know. I know. It's funny. And it's like, it's so funny. It's like, I'm gonna go to my eyebrow appointment. By the way, like, I've been loving. <laughs> you're a liar. We know you're yeah. lying to us. At least like, and like, again, this is one of my favorites. I've never used it. But I would love to if I was, you know, to be given a free subscription. But like HelloFresh, that is so much more believable that people use. Right. Like, it's easy to, you know, work that into content. But Best Fiends, I don't know. They did so much influencer marketing. It's crazy. Yeah. Especially, like, when people are promoting all the things they're working on. Like, one of my favorite true crime podcasts, he has, like, a um, foundation. And he's like, you can check out, like, my foundation to donate. He has a family. He has a wife and kids. (laughs) and this is his full-time job and he has a foundation and he has a youtube channel and he has a podcast and he's not playing best fiends and then he just like transitions into (laughs) and i have been loving best fiends like i don't know they must be making some cold like that's not how he winds down i know it's it's not not. i don't think anyone winds down that way I think oh, the like, only people on that app are being paid for somebody, to be paid. But it's also for somebody who's like needing some spice, some like excitement, like some through an app. Like I was saying before with TikTok, like, you know, when you need that rush, like Best Fiends is colorful and crazy. <laughs> I wonder how much um, Best Fiends could pay us to make us take down this episode. <laughs> so after that, I actually have been playing it constantly. <laughs> The apps that, this is how they are often formatted. And I could name some and I'm not going to because they're ubiquitous. This is what it is. So there's a little cute promo ad maybe on Instagram. And it's like, are you not really in control of your life? Do you feel stressed sometimes? Like, do you wish you had a better sleeping schedule? Like all of these questions out there. And then it's like a free download. And of course I'm there because not only am I there because I relate to these problems mm-hmm. sometimes but I'm also just like kind of curious about this world and then sometimes if they really want to get you there's like a personality quiz at the beginning we love quizzes is, you know with the where it's like the quiz to see like what you should buy like which, mm-hmm. which, which exact you know type of what they it's sell amazing yeah you do a quiz about like your sleeping habits halfway through the quiz you're like damn this is a really extensive quiz but you keep going you know why because you feel like there's going to be some magical pot of gold that's going to cure your entire life's ailments so you finish your quiz and then there's a pop-up the pop-up is the ad wall but the ad wall is opposed to the basic right there's always yes you know so it's do you want to get premium do you want the premium or do you want to continue with basic so obviously you know 
we're, we're smart shoppers. We continue with basic. Continuing with basic is a shit show because every time you click on something, yeah. you don't have pro. All of the features are now like scratched. The basic features are like, you want to write in how many hours of sleep you got? Okay. Or you take the quiz, then they ask you and they say, like, do you want to see your results and get your personalized, our, um, our life coaches or like team will give you your personalized based on what you just spent 20 minutes on. Or do you want to like, you know, go with the general, Do you want to waste your, the last 20 minutes like you've been wasting your entire life because you don't have a wrap. Like, is that what you want to do? I do want to continue down that path of wasted time. I think you don't have the app at this point. It's wasting space on your phone by having well, the free version. True. The free version is doing not much. And then if you're also me, which I don't think a lot of people necessarily make this jump, you might go in for the free trial because I'm quite curious. I I always go in for the free trial. You're not capitalizing on free trials. I've never done a free trial once. I'm scared that I won't, um, that I'll forget to That's a good fear to have, Claire. I think that's a healthy fear. I always go in for the free trial. And to this day, whatever is behind that paywall is not amazing at all. Again, this sounds like I'm talking about a specific app. This is like a bunch, like a bunch. And I'm sure anybody listening has probably seen a couple and they almost always take this specific like paywall format. They're just completely capitalizing on the idea that you need to get your life in order and it's via this app. And they're all kind of doing the same thing. And I do think that a lot of free trials culminate in people forgetting that they have them and then continuing to pay because it's auto renew, obviously. Right. That is so true. I mean, I, I was so curious because I've never done the free trial and I always have thought even until just right now that like it must be heaven on the other side. And I end up just deleting the app and it's like, it, it happens a lot. It's like, I don't want it, you know, like, I, I mean, yeah. It's- and Or it's like, I take the quiz if it's not an app, if it's like a service or like, you know, a vitamin uh, routine, which is like, who doesn't want a customized routine? And then it's like they I get to the point where they put everything in my shopping cart that they think I need based on the answers, but I don't buy it. And then it's like just kind of like, oh, poof, there it goes. But I do think it's a really, really smart marketing tactic. You get things in people's carts, like you get mm-hmm. things that people think is made for them in their cart. It's perfect. Yeah, no, I think it's a very, very smart. I was just going to my phone to see like some of the ones that are still downloaded on my phone. Mm. I'm surprised that your screen time, your app store isn't a big (laughs) one on your screen time. Well, I never go back. I always like it feels sometimes like I'm kind of shopping, but it's all free. It's just storage. (laughs) My storage is always low. Oh, makes sense. Along these lines, I wanted to bring up something just like this aesthetic health stuff that we're seeing a lot. I think Urban Outfitters, like, I don't know if you've noticed. I think Urban Outfitters has just the most, I'm sure other places too. And this also reminds me of like Goop where it's like, they have stuff in their health and wellness. I'm going to go to the site and I want to like read off some things, but like literally you would never know existed, never think of, like, don't even know what it is, but like want it so bad. So I'm going to read off some things. Um, what is this? Every day's, every day's D-A-Z-E essential C's taste test six pack. Let's go into this. So it looks like a Capri Sun. Um, It's vitamin C all in one. It's a low calorie snack and a quick boost of vitamin C packed with nutrients like 
vitamin C, collagen, and more. This six pack of three flavors is an easy way to taste test your fave and find your fave. So basically it's like, you can just like pop a vitamin C as if it was like a Capri Sun, probably tastes pretty nice. How much is it? $18. Okay. So like a $3 Capri Sun vitamin C. Mm-hmm. The thing is a lot of like fruit juices and stuff like already have vitamins and that's just not their main advertising because like it's it hasn't been, but like we don't know how much of this is actually in, like we don't know how much collagen oh, right. they're putting into there's a goddess detox crystal infused vaginal wash for $26. Goddess detox. <laughs> I love when I wash my vagina and then I become divine. <laughs> Sex chocolate. Sex chocolate. That's not health clear. Silly girl. <laughs> um, there's, oh, um, that, I can't get over it. I know. What is this? Oh, period chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> the chocolate oh that is i hate that it's gross yeah okay then there's this thing called sandland sleep natural sleep aid herbal supplement so it's like this aesthetic sleep supplement put bad sleep to bed with these two specially formulated products focused on helping you fall asleep and stay asleep with naturally deeper longer REM cycles that's a joke yeah What's the, um, what's in them? It says featuring fast acting subliguals. Spell it. S-U-B-L-I-N-G-U-A-L-S. You put these things under your tongue and they dissolve. But wait, to fall asleep, you let one to two tabs dissolve under your tongue. But to stay asleep, you take these pills. That's and this is like urban outfitters like i i don't i don't know no that does make me feel really weird inside yeah oh they have one for dry mouth that's funny high and dry dry mouth mouth watering barcode water supplement drink water supplement drink so it's barcode because the only packaging is just it says barcode and then there's a fake barcode with a bottle and it's a water supplement. So it's like hydration. Right. When you add hydration to your water. Right. It's okay. so it's weird that like the you reading these, it's they don't feel the need to immediately and maybe like we could figure it out if we like looked more into the products, but like immediately tell us what the fuck is in them. Like what they genuinely expect us to see water supplement and be like, ooh, healthy. And yeah. just and just drop it in. Yeah, it is kind of like they're assuming we're stupid. They barcode? Well, How does barcode have anything to do with water? Yeah, they're assuming that we're not going to be thinking at all about what it is because it's cute. It's at Urban Outfitters. It had a funky name. And like, we like shopping and like collecting <laughs> things and like trying things. Oh my God. But the fact that like, you can't tell me immediately what the fuck is in my like vaginal wash is concerning yeah that that's really crazy and i really don't like the messaging of that goddess detox like vaginal cleanser it's like yeah well the messaging is is everywhere i don't know i mean it's like it's not even just like okay like whatever vaginal wash i get that but like you don't have to make it this like glamorous womanly like right also it is very gendered like you know clearly yeah and like i mean this is a whole nother topic like any transgender person that like 
has a vagina. Like, I don't think there's one thing that they could buy that isn't going to like make them feel like they're being like told they're a woman, you know? Right. Yeah. Why does it need to be goddess? Like, why does it need to be goddess? We're humans. (laughs) First of all, I'm very, I'm very happy in my humanness. Yeah. I don't need to be anything but a mortal being. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about like transcending. (laughs) Yeah. Like pussy power. Like, we're, we're, we're warriors. No, like we're people. Being a person is really cool. What do you think about this? Have you heard of this trend? This was like a month ago, maybe? It was actually like a really big thing. People were putting chlorophyll in their water and like drinking it to get more health benefits. There was a big, big trend around this. And then like a lot of doctors were saying that it literally does absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to drink more water because of it, great. But like, it doesn't do anything. And it was like this, I think it was part of the clean girl. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. She, she doesn't, she really doesn't need another um, mark on her record. I know. But yeah, I mean, there was that there's like bone broth is like a huge trend overnight oats. Like, I don't think these things are bad. Pop health. Yeah. 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 I think that they're interesting. And you know what? There's a lot of positives. Like if you didn't grow up, like we grew up in a very health centered place. Like if you didn't, and then you have the internet, like showing, you know, showing you how to make overnight oats, you could wake up before you go to school and have something nutritious. That's great. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to quickly shout out some really positive things that I think have happened over the past couple of years. I think having, like we said, it's great to have more body representation and just talk about like health in a way that's not like all about being skinny mm-hmm. um destigmatizing like even though we're like definitely treating like menstruation and like periods as like this goddess thing almost but like destigmatizing it like we talk about like women's health a lot more yeah um mental health we will do a whole episode on that but like we're talking a lot about mental health and it's like not really that big of a deal anymore mm-hmm. Um, I think having like a place online to do workouts, like I've done so many of my workouts at home based on YouTube videos. I think that's great. The Nike, um, training app is really good. Really? Shout it out. Yeah. They have a bunch of free, um, videos that are just for different like parts of your body, just different workout videos. They're great. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Like all the Pilates I've ever done. And I say, I do Pilates, like it's all been online. So you could do Pilates too, you know, it's all accessible. Um, So I think that that's really great, but I do think we have a long ways to go in like, also just like treating people like they're not dumb and like they really do care about what they're eating, what's going into their body. And it's not all about aesthetics. Mm -hmm. We've gotten so crazy into aesthetics. I agree. And I don't necessarily see a near end. Like, I I think there's like such a continue continual, like supplement culture that's been around for like before we were born, of course, but it's just, you know, being remarketed in different ways and definitely in very like aesthetic ways to younger and younger people. And it is kind of concerning, especially because there have been times when I don't necessarily care what's in it because it's not apparent to me. And therefore I just want to buy it and eat it and then get the product that is like external, internal, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it is so tempting to just want a product that that not only looks good and is nice to have and like get in the mail, but like will help you sleep or will give you energy, like this stuff that's just so like, or like you're experiencing universal. Yeah, exactly. Universal. There's like, 
so like very broad issues that are being tackled via yes a gummy and it's like of course that's tempting to everybody especially if it like tastes good and is easy and yeah. because it's making life seem like a simple roadmap that you just haven't unlocked yet which is like supplements <laughs> yeah and that's a whole capitalism thing like we're supposed to work 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 and like burn ourselves out and all this stuff but then buy this supplement or buy this product to help us sleep better when it's like maybe we need to change our lifestyle and but we're not talking about that you know like we've come to like products to get right. that stuff and like when things aren't very easy it's hard to listen to that i like want things to be easy i think things like should be easy for me to obtain and it's going to be easy for me to kind of suspend my disbelief into thinking that obtaining this one like mindset or or health goal is going to be a cakewalk. Like yeah. literally, it's I so not. I had this is kind of funny. Like the other day, I had this protein bar thing that was being sold at my school, and it was um dream. It was called Dreaming of Donuts. And it was, I looked at it and I looked, I read all the ingredients and it was like relatively nutritious, like pretty, very nutritious from what I gathered, right. In my non-expertise. Um, and I was like, that's really interesting. What I like high bar because it had beautiful pictures of like cute little like glazed donuts on the, and it was pink Ooh. and I bought it and I, my expectations were through the roof. I don't know why. I just was like, this is going to taste like donuts. I wanted to remember any of the ingredients. Pea protein was a big one. Um, not a lot of like zero sugar or something. Uh Um, so it's going to be hard for it to taste like a donut. It was going to be difficult. It was really going to be difficult. I wish I did have that. Yeah. But like not a lot going on inside the thing. It did not taste like a donut in the (laughs) slightest. My friend. It's not, you can't, you can't, make things something they're not. Right. And I recently started journaling mm-hmm. and I feel like it's hard to really get myself to do it each night. Like I'm trying to do it each night to like actually write what I'm thinking and not just like sugarcoat or like, you know, make it just like some concise little thing. I'll also like writing is so tiring. I literally just type it all day. So it's like so hard, but that is, I've seen like I've been like getting like things out and like having realizations and like it stuff takes time and like change and like actual results. <laughs> I hate to be that person, but no, like, it's true. And it's, it's also like, and work and energy. If we think critically about the like healthy way of living, if we are not content in the way that we are like living, it is probably not going to just be additive. It's going to right. be subtractive. Yes. Word, de- detractive. Um, yeah. And additive in ways that aren't, that aren't fun. monetary. Yeah. Right. Fun. Monetary. Fun. Add in things you don't want and take away things you do want. Right. Right. And the subtractive part is just not profitable. <laughs> oh, getting rid of things? Unless it's Marie Kondo. And then you can like do a And whole- then Marie Kondo, her, her face is synonymous with, you know, minimalism. And that became a whole market. Actually. Yeah. And then part of, minimal- part of minimalism is buying new systems and new little like, minimal pieces and... <laughs> Well, it's, it's actually like the irony that all of these, like there's a aesthetic that is minimalism and there's a whole market that is minimalism and there's pieces that are like 
minimal death. Yeah. And like, I get it. Like, it makes sense because it's like functionally just kind of minimal. Like, it's just functional. Right. But if you have like a eclectic looking, like really big couch that's like purple and you're like downsizing and going minimal, like you're more apt to buy like a white sleek couch right. instead of just getting rid of things like pillows and like keeping the couch itself. It's just such a yes. crazy. Right. Yeah. But I think that we need to remind people and like people need to remind people all the time. We have to remind each other and ourselves that like, it's not, it's probably not going to be the product that you're buying. That's going to help. Like, it's just, it never is like, it's never the piece of clothing you buy. That's going to like make, you know, I always think my wardrobe sucks, but I need this one thing from. I understand. Yeah. And it feels like that. Yeah. But like also, you know, of course we grow up conditioned to trust doctors. There's a fucking Hippocratic oath. And I don't know if these products are coming from doctors. Sometimes they are. Doctors are sometimes very much inclined to make profit and not help, or they're inclined to make profit and help. Um, But it's like unfortunate that we have to turn a blind eye to some health professionals. I'm putting that in quotes because I would think that like, a real health professional is, you know, like standing by what they believe in and then trust others. Because of course, you know, if you see like a psychiatrist and they like prescribe you something, right. Or if you see a doctor and they prescribe you something, we want to be in a place where we can at least trust that diagnosis and prescription. Mm -hmm. Right. But you know, I mean, I take psychiatric drugs. I have no problem saying that. And I think that they've been really helpful. But even the psychiatric industry, like there's flaws, massive flaws. And it's, it helps. And it's, it could be the difference between being in a bad place versus a good place, but it isn't, you know, it's not the, it is not the end all be all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, a lot of like products are being marketed as like prescriptions to like your sleep problem prescriptions to your energy deficiency like prescriptions for your sometimes depression just like from cute stores it's like oh this will make you happy like that's really something it is very profitable to have your product bleed into a bunch of markets and not just be like this is for beauty or this is (sighs) for being cute on your vanity, you know, or like this might do absolutely nothing. Right. But it smells nice. If you can reach health and happiness and beauty and and aesthetics, you are golden. Yeah. Exactly. This is really, really fun. Eye-opening conversation. I feel like I I have a bunch of realizations about my, my life. Me too. And I'm really excited to um, do a discussion about just the mental health in the online world me too because just like the physical health i think it's a whole other ball game there's a lot of positives and then a lot of of issues and needs for growth in that industry absolutely so thank you so much for listening very clear disclaimer we have absolutely no medical training no 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 by this time guys you should know at this point we have credentials but the people whose gummies are eating might not either right and we are allowed to say that we are sh- for sure allowed to say qualified that. to say that. At some point soon, we will be able to say we actually do have a degree in psychology. We so. will have a undergrad degree. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. And if you want to keep up with any of Claire's fun posts about our episode, you can follow <laughs> us at NYF Pod on Instagram. And if you have questions, if you want to chime into anything that we prompted you to chime into on this episode. 
you have any ideas or literally want to say anything to us, you can email us directly at nyfpod at gmail.com. Bye guys. Bye. Have a good week.